You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye The books, the only weekly realistic fancy booking podcast in the universe, coming in hot with another episode down your pipeline that is ear your ear holes. I guess I am your host, as always, Ryan Knightsey, uh, the one with the amazing transitions and the amazing jokes, as you can tell at the beginning of the show. With me, as always, still despite all my jokes, is the man of a thousand nicknames, Mikey Man Freddy. Mikey, how are you doing, bud? Pretty good. I like how you said your jokes were the best, and then you immediately were like, he's still with me. We're still doing the podcast in spite of my jokes, as if they're a bad thing. Like, you hyped yourself up, and then immediately shot yourself down. Yeah, which means I've put myself at a lateral move. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... That means you stayed steady. I'm boasting myself, but I'm also humble. Humble brag, that's me, <laughs> Mister Humble, Humble Brag twenty four seven over here. There you go. There's our. There's we, we have the Taco Bell Kid and Mister Humble Brag. Mister Humble Brag. I feel like there's a better nickname in there somewhere. Uh, please call me by my full. Please call me by my full name, Humbleton Brag Bragstein. <laughs> that's the worst independent wrestler name I've ever heard. Humbleton Bragstein. <laughs> It's so bad. It's such a bad indie wrestler name. Like, oh man. Humbleton Braxteen sounds like someone like Gentleman Jervis would team up with. Yeah. And he's just, and it's just like he's a rich comedy. Like, it's like if you took MJF but made him more like braggadocious about his things well i guess mjf is pretty much braggadocious i was like more braggadocious i was about to say but make him more of a comedy character i guess it's pretty much what hump what was it humber humberton less or humble humbleton uh bragstein humbleton bragstein you were saying uh it's like mjf but less mean yes yes because he's not because he's still humble he's not like mean about it he's just constantly bragging about you know, hanging out with Tom and other Tom, you know, Hanks and Cruz, uh, and just just and just all these sort of things during his matches. Mm-hmm. So he's not really. He's just saying like he's just being like, yeah, you know, I was doing these sort of things. You know, I was working on my arm drags with uh, Mark uh, Mark Calloway uh, and yeah, like like the Undertaker, <laughs> and you know, and that's how how it is. It's just working on the arm drags with Mark, you know, Mark Calloway. Uh, you, you probably know him as the Undertaker, but he's to me, he's Mark. <laughs> you know, arm drags. He's my buddy. He's my buddy, Mark. Arm drags, the thing Undertaker's known for. <laughs> <laughs> not, not straight punches. Or he's a very lucha style. <laughs> Undertaker career shift. Well, we're not here talking about Undertaker's uh, wrestling styles. In fact, we're here. Uh, focus at home to do the harsh transition into the actual conceit of the podcast. We're here 
booking fancy booking our own versions of both raw and smackdown that's right every single week i write up a whole card of raw mikey writes up a whole card of smackdown and we present it to each other secret santa style i guess or you know presented to each other and uh presented to you the folks at home where you then get the chance to vote on whose is better and just keep that you know war mentality against each other and of course the loser has to deal with the dreaded randomizer and all of that jazz you'll see how it goes as the show goes along so definitely stick with us uh mikey speaking of losers um i have the poll what do you mean (laughs) i don't know i'm just gonna continue going and maybe maybe it's maybe maybe it's a dig maybe it's not hopefully not maybe we'll find out the loser for last week's poll has been revealed online which you know thank you to all the people that voted but uh, the the winner last week was Raw, which means Ugh. Mikey loses another SmackDown. What a bummer! What a bummer for sure. What a bummer indeed for you. That is, if I if I have my tally up correctly, that means it is SmackDown five, Raw eight, tied twice. Uh, I need to. We I had a nice hot streak, and then I lost it, and I haven't just gotten the momentum back. It's weird. I've noticed this sort of thing where it's like in between pay-per-views where it's like I do good and then Mikey does good. And then I think like the third cycle, it was kind of back and forth. And then now it's like, well, you got you got to tie the first week, which I guess is good. But I feel like yeah. I've eked it out. I won the 60% of the vote, so I feel like I've eked it out there a little bit. Uh, I need to do something. I don't, I don't know what is holding me back. I don't know, but uh, I, I know it's going to be a tough one for you ahead because I know my card's looking fairly fine. I mean, I got the return of Edge on this show, so good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I foresee another loss incoming. All I know is that you're going down, and I'm going to destroy you like uh, my bowels destroy Taco Bell. I think it's the other way around. Oh shit! <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna lose this poll. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I think Taco Bell destroys your battles. I can hear the poll now of like everyone clicking on Mikey Smackdown winning. Oh no! <laughs> My battles—they've <laughs> been destroyed by the Taco Bell. Well, kid. I mean, I do have I do have the the big tag team ladder match this week. Yes, so you hopefully do. that that helps. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, let's get into it, Mikey. Let's all the preamble out of the way. Let's get into this gosh dang show. We're the loser this week. Or from last week, so that means you can go first. What's happening on SmackDown? All right, over on SmackDown, the show opener. Randy Orton comes to the ring surrounded by security yet again. This time, however, he actually has something to say. Drew, I want you to know one thing right now. I'm not afraid of you. You and I both know, at the end of the day, I can beat you no matter what kind of match we're in. You know you should start... You know... You should start taking your own advice about watching your back. Because at SummerSlam, the hunter will become the hunted when the Viper strikes again. Yeah. Randy, and Randy leaves. Great. I, I it's Short, sweet, and to the point for Randy. It's short, sweet, and to the point. But like you, like, like you said, last week he didn't say anything. If I remember, if I was, if I remember correctly, it was being last week. So like, it, it's like he sounds confident and everything. But then you also remember that, like, last week he probably tried to say the same exact thing, but he couldn't. Um, uh, my cat has joined me on my desk, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed on the camera. Um, like, <laughs> 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 uh, 
my cat just he's such a nuisance he's trying to play with me and i get it but but i gotta do a podcast dude i just saw like the tail whip across the cavern (laughs) (laughs) but i like i like this randy orton drew mcintyre feud i i texted to you this recently where basically on the smackdown side this match not even on the SmackDown side. I mean, I would say also overall is that this is probably the biggest match that has ever been put forward on Hit the Books. Um, that, that is a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Thinking back on it, like I, I was listening to a podcast recently, and I and they they talk about like you know WWE today, and they're like, what's what's the the big star match that they've never done before that they can do right now? Um. And it's hard to think, right? It's hard to think of one. But I guess in a way they're also still doing it in their universe as well with uh, Orton McIntyre. But I would argue that ours was better. We, we've been building up Orton McIntyre for several months now. And you can also mm-hmm. argue that it's been built, you know, both stars have been built individually for over a year, maybe a year. I mean- Randy's had that title for over, I think, over a year at this point. I think that is true. I can easily look this up. Uh, it's been. I think Randy's definitely been a champion for either almost a whole year or we've passed the year mark. You also forget that he won that title the same night he, I believe, won the United States Championship. Yes, he was a double champ for a while, which was kind of insane. He started this reign as a double champion. That's how. That's how great this run for Randy Orton has been. He has been champion since August 11th, 2019. So yes, over a year he has been champion. Yeah. Wow. Big, big run, big run from the Viper. So yeah, I run from the Viper. So yeah, I like, I like this feud. I like where this is going. Randy says some nice short, sweet thing that he's coming from the, you know, hunters becoming the hunted. But at the same time, in the back of your head, you're like, well, he's actually probably still scared because he's still surrounded by security guards. He's lost the demon, and he uh, couldn't say anything last week. So I don't think he's – he's he's trying to convey confidence, but I don't think he's doing a great job of it. Yeah, he's, he's definitely scared on the inside. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. All right, uh, what do we got for Raw for our show opener? What's happening on Raw? There's no show opener here. What? I I dropped the show opener. I replaced my show opener with a segment down the line because I couldn't think of anything good. <laughs> Unbelievable! You just dropped the show. How 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 is Raw gonna start? We can't. What what are you gonna do? Just be like, yep, it's Raw. <laughs> no, no, you start with Michael Cole in the ring being like, "Hello, everybody." <laughs> I say that even though that's like what it was Hello. done back in the day. Hello, WWE Universe. Um, no. In fact, we're gonna open up Raw with straight off into a first match. All right. Uh, Starting off with a big fight. That match. Ding, ding, ding. That match being the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos. Love that tag name. Versus R-Truth and Two Fly Guys, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. The Two Fly Truths. Two Fly Truths. Or Two Truth Guys? Two Truths and a Guy. Two Truth Guys? No, hold on, hold on. Two Truths truths and a Guy? Two Truths and a Fly. (laughs) (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha. (laughs) <laughs> these are all t-shirt worthy wwe make it two truths and a fly guy oh two truths and a fly guy oh man well that's nothing beats that name uh uh nothing will beat that name 
But and not not only is that name so good, Mikey, that name is so good that's going to lead that team to victory. Our truth and two fly guys get the win over the bloodline. All right, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, a little upset victory here. Uh, but they're not the only ones that got the upset. Uh, Reigns and Usos were a little upset. So that after the match, they beat down Truth, Ricochet, and Cedric after the match uh, with the oh, new, no. with the New Day making the save. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. New day coming in for the save. Uh, I, of course, they're going for the beatdown because that's what they do. Because uh, they're the heels now, baby. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I wanted to give a little bit of shine to R-Truth and the two fly guys. Um, Ricochet and Cedric for reasons. Uh, but I also didn't want to lose a whole lot of shine. Uh, especially with uh, the bloodline uh, losing. You know, have them beat down the winners. Plus, I also was like the last two weeks I had, uh, who was it? I had Usos beat two fly guys. I had Roman Reigns beat R-Truth individually. And so I was in this match. I was like, well, let's let's get their win back, I guess. All right. Is it 50-50 booking? Maybe. But Maybe. I also have reasons why I needed them to win. Sometimes 50-50 booking is the best option. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Is it 50, 50? I guess it's kind of 50 50. Um, but yeah, so that's my match number one. All right, my match number one is Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole. Wow. Match number one starting match off the show one. hot. Starting off, starting off the show, Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole. Holy shit, that's main Adam event Cole, level, baby. Adam Cole getting the victory, but after the match, Cole getting the victory, may I add, with the help of uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Okay. Okay. After, after the match, Owens grabs a mic and yells, "Just like old times, huh, Cole? Back when we used, back then we used to kick the crap out of each other. And you know what? I know I could beat you. So how about it? Let's see how you do when the heat is really on at SummerSlam." Ooh. Cole grabs his own mic and laughs. Why would I ever accept that challenge, you idiot? <laughs> I, beat you, I beat you down twice in two weeks. What are you trying to prove? Owens responds, oh, I get it, Cole. You're scared. You know you can't win without your cronies over there. Cole responds, you think I'm scared of a walking bowling ball? You think I can't, <laughs> you think I can't kick your ass no matter who's at, who's at ringside or not? You think I can't end this sorry little career of yours anytime I want to? Holy shit. <laughs> Owens comes back again. Oh, you think you could take me out for good? You want to put me on the shelf? Fine. SummerSlam is your damn chance. You versus me. If I lose, I quit. How's that for a stipulation? Cole what? smirks. Cole smirks. Bold choice, Owens. You want to have one last shot at glory before I knee your teeth down your throat and put you on the unemployment line? You're on. Owens laughs and goes, ah, I knew you'd like that. Oh, but there was one last thing I wanted to mention. Just to make sure your boys over there don't get involved, we're going to be locked inside of a steel cage. Cole looks shocked at what he just agreed to. Owens chuckles and says, see you at SummerSlam. Holy shit, my dude. (sighs) Opening the show, pretty hot. (laughs) Holy crap. Okay, a lot to unpack here. So not only did Adam Cole beat Kevin Owens straight up first off. Also, Adam Cole pinned Kevin Owens last week in the tag team match. That's true. So Kevin Owens is upset. Yes. Going to SummerSlam. Kevin Owens is using the excuse that he can't do it without the cronies because last week he had Roderick Strong on his team and mm-hmm. this week it was the help of O'Reilly and Fish. 
which makes sense. Makes sense. And then we get if Cole wins, out of Adam Cole wins, we get the SummerSlam match, Adam Cole, Kevin Owens. But it's not only a steel cage match. If Cole wins, Owens quits. Yes. So I was looking through my SummerSlam planned matches, and I realized that I was one short, and I wanted to make it big. That's big. And I think Cole Owens is pretty big. That's pretty big. Steel cage match. That's pretty big. Again, I will say, last week, remember last week? I think it was last week when you made the Bailey-Ruby Riot match. Did I steal your stipulation again by mistake? Yeah, remember in that when I, when you made that and you were like, no seconds at ringside. And I was like, ah, dang it. I was so upset because I was like trying to come up with a way to do the Edge-Rollins thing. And then uh, I was like thinking, like you know, maybe I'll do a steel cage match. Son of a bitch! <laughs> you t- I didn't think you said maybe I'll do a steel cage match, but then I remember you. I remember you actively saying, "Man, eh, probably not, though." That's true. I may have come to the decision of a steel cage match, and I, I guess I, it won't be I one. I figured that you you weren't going to do a steel cage match because when you said it last week, you did not seem very confident. You didn't seem very hooked on that idea. That's fair. Maybe I came to the decision of a steel cage match. I'll never tell you because it doesn't matter. It's been stolen. It's been ousted. It's been, it's, it's been, I've been bamboozled. I'm angry. Listen, I, I didn't mean to steal it from you. I just, I literally thought you weren't going to do it because of the way you said it last week. You were like, I might do a steel cage match, but probably not. I mean, that's, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I, I mean, what's to say we can't? What's to say we can't do two? It's our show. It's our SummerSlam. Guess that's true. I'll come up with something, or Edge will come up with something, or Murphy will come up with something, or Rollins will we come up it, with something. We got it. We got it. It'll be great. Ah, jeez. Back over at Raw. Backstage interview of Alistair Black. Interview asks Black when he will be able to get his revenge. Not when he'll be able to, but when will he enact his revenge on Roman Reigns? Of course, Roman Reigns knock him out. Injuring him for however many months. Black responds saying that it will all happen in due time. Roman Reigns is a man that doesn't deserve the satisfaction of immediate revenge. Instead, I will tear down his army piece by piece. Before before it was Cesaro, tonight it will be Bobby Lashley. Whoa. I am no saint. And what I do to Bobby Lashley will not be pretty. But mark my words, Roman. I am coming for you. I will destroy you. I will make you pay for everything you have tonight. You have done. Whoops, I messed up that promo. I will make you pay for everything you have done. But tonight, say goodbye to the LLC. Jesus Christ, Alistair Black. Roman picked the wrong person to mess with. Hey, hey, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. He's he 100% picked the wrong person to mess with. Alistair Black. Wow. He wants he's he's taking his time. Sure, he could take out Roman at any point, but he's going to bide his time and tear down his house brick by brick. Insane. Tear, tear down tear out his yard grass by grass. Is that where he he's going to be the, the he's going to be the new the big dog. Of course. Naturally, the new, the newest big dog, Alistair, Alistair, uh, Black Lab. 
bad. <laughs> What's happening over on SmackDown? Let's get out. I'm, I'm pulling eject on the, the joke wheel. You're hitting the eject button. I'm just hitting eject button. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. We're getting out. Going over to SmackDown. <laughs> Backstage interview with Roger Strong and Rhea Riot about their challenges last week. Riot starts and says, "The Undisputed Era is going to take every damn title SmackDown has to offer." And Bailey, sorry to say, you're first on the chopping block. One, I take that title off your shoulder at SummerSlam. Our takeover of SmackDown will officially begin. Roger Strong interjects and says, "However, that's not where the takeover will end." Because I am going to show that loser Pete Dunne, who rightfully deserves that United States Championship. And that is on. And before they can finish, Pete Dunne and Bailey step into the interview, and Dunne speaks up. A lot of talking from someone who let his partner do all the hard work last week. Bailey, Bailey speaks up. And Ruby, I've already beaten you and won, and won this title. You made it to the finals of that tournament and you blew it. Anyway, we came here to issue our own challenge. Me and Dunn were talking last week, and we thought of an awesome idea since you two want to run your mouth so badly. How about next week, we get a, a little champs versus challengers mixed tag match. We'll show you that we're still champs for a reason. Ruby and Roddy look at each other and nod, and then Roddy says, Fine, we'll take any chance we get to kick your asses. Ooh. Ruby and Roddy leave. Setting up next week's main event, which is Bailey and Pete Dunn versus Ruby Riot and Roderick Strong. Okay, big time main event next week. I was talking when you mentioned the very beginning of that promo of uh, Ruby Riot saying that at SummerSlam we're going to try, or not at SummerSlam, but we're going to slowly take all of the titles on SmackDown. I was like thinking about, it, I was like, man, I just really ever have a lot of matches. We got Adam Cole, Kevin Owens. We got Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong. We got Bailey, Ruby Riot. Uh, all we need is uh, undisputed era in the tag, some sort of tag match, and I think we've, I think they've got the whole SummerSlam cornered, slammed. Uh, they got the whole Summer slammed. Summer slammed. They got the whole <laughs> kit and caboodle, if you will. Yeah, but no, yes. I, good promo, good setup for next week. Uh, my, can I give one critique? Yes. Since this, since since that's what we started doing is c- comments, concerns, critiques. One critique would be very er- you, you should have cut you should have done this promo later in the night because this because this is what your first segment or something. This is my first segment, yeah. Yeah, done this promo later in the night just to set up for next week. That's but, true. But that's more of like uh it doesn't necessarily matter. That's more of like a uh just sort of like Because in my brain, it's like, well, then why not do the match tonight? (laughs) With the way my promos are, it's kind of... uh, With the way my promos are, it's it's kind of the only place it could really fit. I get that. I get that. No, 100%. Especially especially since I cut my match five, because I had a lot of long promos this week. I see that. I get that. Yeah, no, uh, I get that. And you'll see why I get that a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Because there's a little bit of, like, there is, like, the juggling of where you need to selectively put your segments. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's uh, a timeline thing about doing it later in the show after a certain, like, match or something. Sometimes it needs to be, like, very at the very beginning to set up for a match later tonight. Sometimes you need to set up for something next week, and it's a whole other aspect. No, I get that completely. Yeah. So what do we got over on Raw? 
Well, on Raw, we got a tag match for you. Another two-time a tag, tag match. match. Whoa. Uh, a little bit uh, set up from last week into this week. It's Daniel Bryan and Shorty G. All right. Which, at this point, should I just still be calling him Shorty G? Should he just uh, be Chad Gable? <laughs> I Yes. I would just keep him. I would just say he's Chad Gable. I think Shorty G was a stupid thing. Yeah, I guess I have the power. It's not, to just... it's, not your, it's not really your fault that that happened. It's not my fault that that happened, but also, I have the power here. You know what? Why don't I just? And I Why think don't you just make him Chad Gable again. Why not just make him Chad Gable? So there we go. Chad Gable and Daniel Bryan are in a tag match. Tag match. Excuse me. Against Andrade and John Morrison. All right. Which I like that. Th- like, there's something about that match that I just love. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. there's that those four people. They're just it's something about it where it's just it's so good seeing those four. Like I don't know, I've never I've never seen the four of them in the ring together, but what a magical time that would probably be, as mm-hmm. I hype, hype up my own self. Uh, however, Andrade and John Morrison get the win here, and they get the win by cheating. <gasps> to yes. get the, the heels win. cheating, the no. heels cheating. Who would have guessed it? No, but they get the win over Brian and Gable. All right, all right, all right. And that's it. What's over at SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, we have match number two between Piper Niven versus the Iconics in a handicap match, which got set up last week as well. Oh shit! In which Piper Niven takes home the victory and Be- beats both of the Iconics. Big push out of Piper Niven. You got her and you've been pushing her to the moon. I mean, granted, she's been facing the same two people for the past three weeks, but she's gotten win after win after double person win. A little spoiler alert. She might even have a SummerSlam match. Ooh, that is a big spoiler alert. I wonder what we actually would be. <laughs> I'm like, what What would she be? She just beat the Iconics. What, what else does she have, maybe? I'm interested. I'm tickle me intrigued. I'll worry about that on the Go Home Show. <laughs> Fair enough. Tickle me intrigued at the very least. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Big, your big, your big push in Piper Niven. Uh, I'm interested to see where you what you do with her, and it sounds like you have an idea about next week. Yes. Okay. Next up on Raw, going back to Raw, we have a backstage interview with Lucha House Party. They say Lucha that house party. Whoa. Yes, they say that next week they're getting the opportunity of a lifetime. Last week, if you don't recall, they defeated the Raw Tag Team Champions Rollins yes. and Mastiff. Big up, big upset there. And so now next week they will be challenging for those very same titles. All right, Lucha House Party, get a title shot. That rules. We beat the disciples already. We'll do it again. Lucha, 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 Lucha. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So there we go. Ta- it's much less exciting with Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Cetera, <laughs> That's fair. I should maybe I'll hype it up. Lucha, 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 Lucha. There we go. A little more hype in my my step in my pep. Yeah. So there we go. We got a, a match, a tag team title match set up for next week. It's the Disciples versus versus Lucha House Party. Why is it happening next week and not SummerSlam? I ran out of pe- ran out of cards. People, settle it down. Uh, but I guess I haven't announced all of my matches so far yet. But just know that I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing the match next week. And I figured also, you know, they did beat the champions, so they should get a tag title match. You know, it makes sense. Yes, yes it does make sense. You're right. 
All right, next up on SmackDown, we have a video package, and it is taking place on a beach. Ooh. Shot from behind two beach chairs and a table in between them with a drink resting on it. Someone reaches out and gra- another another promo of a drink. I was about to say, is this another a cr- video is package this, with a drink. Is this a Corona uh, Light ad? <laughs> so someone reaches out and grabs a drink, and we cut to the same shot, but from the front of the chairs, and it's revealed to be Sami Zayn in one chair and the Money in the Bank briefcase <laughs> on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Sammy starts to talk to the briefcase. <laughs> I can't even this so silly. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy starts to talk to the briefcase. Don't you just love the beach this time of year? It's so nice and relaxing. Taking in some rays and uh, so nice for it's so nice for relaxing. Taking in some rays and who knows? Maybe at SummerSlam we can even get a cash in. Ooh. There's so many titles on the line because it's one of the biggest events of the year. It's like a buffet for us. We can take any title we feel like, Universal, United States, WWE, Intercontinental. How can one man choose? Those champions better watch their back, huh? And then Sammy takes a sip of his uh, pina colada and the camera fades out. Oh, my God. I love that segment. <laughs> That's like, is it is it silly? Yes. But it's... But it's is it sim- silly? Yes. But is it also very Sammy Zane? Also, yes. Is it zany? Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's silly, but it's something that I can like, s- like seeing Sami Zayn having a lot of fun with, mm-hmm. just like being like like being that heel cocky s- silly person that he is. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun to just see. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That's just hanging out with the briefcase. Yes, yes, and also he's like still he's like kind of crazy because he's talking to a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it. And I, I, I have no idea what's happening with Sami Zayn. He's had that briefcase for a while now. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Is he going to Is he, he going to cash he, in? He just, keep, he just keeps reminding people every once in a while. He's like, hey. You got to remind people. Hey, I'm here. You got to hey. remind people. I get it. I get it. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. That's one of my favorite segments you've ever done, Mikey. <laughs> Possibly my top five. I was writing it, and I was just, like, laughing the whole time I was writing it. And I was like, this might be funny. It was great. All right. So what do you got over on Raw? What's next? Back over at Raw on Monday night. We got a match here. It's Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax, of course, of Alexa Bliss in her corner. And we got a little fun fact of Naomi and Bianca Belair on commentary. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, My cat just, like, plopped down right in front of me. Almost your cat wants pets. Your cat wants attention. I get if that. Your cat plops down right in front of you. It wants attention. I get that. Uh, to tell you, tell you the truth. To tell you the truth, Mikey, we have a winner here, and the winner is Shayna Baszler. <laughs> to tell you the truth, we have a winner here. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed? Uh, after the match, Shayna Baszler picking up the victory. Really, really big, really big. Yes. After the match, Shayna Baszler holds up that briefcase to Alexa Bliss. Who sort of you know cowers? You remember how last week went, where uh, Baszler went real Freddy Krueger on her ass, uh, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, but as she's doing that, Belair and Naomi jump Baszler from behind, and together they hold up the briefcase over Baszler. Awesome! Just, I re- love it. It's the reminder that hey, Baszler's coming after the title, but Naomi and Belair are coming after the briefcase. I like it. I like it a lot. 
Great, great segment. I love Shayna Baszler getting the win. I love, I love how scared Alexa Bliss is of Baszler, and I yeah. love the, the Baszler monster character. Well, it's like that thing. It's like um, the Baszler boogeyman. The Baszler boogeyman. Yeah, next week she's gonna eat a bunch of worms. Um, yeah, it, well, it's I like Alexa Bliss basically saw Shayna Baszler take apart three people last week. One of which is her friend Nia Jax, friend slash bodyguard Nia Jax. Um, and now she just, you know, beat Nijax again here, and it's like, oh, jeez. Can we just talk about the the fact that I think on Raw, Shayna Baszler has become the scariest entity on Raw, even over Brock Lesnar. Even over The Fiend? (laughs) Because, even over The Fiend, because, like, Shayna Baszler, because I feel like The Fiend is, The Fiend is more mind games, and Brock Lesnar barely shows up. Mm Mm-hmm. And Shayna Baszler just shows up week after week, just fucking destroying people. She's like the combination of the two. I mean, less mind game, you know, less like, you know, horror movie monster mind games like The Fiend does. But she does do like a lot of mind games. Yeah. Like, you know, she, like last week, she had the exact choice to go after Bliss, but decided against it. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, just, you know, cowering, you know, making putting fear into Alexa Bliss's heart yet again. Uh, but she is, again, she does get destroyed uh, by uh, Naomi and Bianca Belair here. So we'll see what happens there, of course. You know, we got SummerSlam on the horizon, so we'll see. Awesome. Love it. What's over at SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, we have match number three, Sasha Banks versus Candice LeRae, in which Sasha Banks picks up the victory all on her own. But after the match... Asuka comes to the ring and she looks pretty pissed because of what happened two weeks ago when she lost to Sasha Banks because of the lights going out. So Asuka comes to the ring and she looks pissed. She gets in the ring and starts to approach Sasha, who backs herself into a corner. And then as Asuka is about to get her hands on Sasha, the lights go out. And when they come back on, Ember Moon is on the top rope and hits Asuka with an eclipse. Oh, shit. And her out of the ring. Oh, shit. Ember helps Sasha to her feet and gives Sasha a nod, and Ember leaves the ring, leaving Sasha confused as all heck. Wow. I was about to say, I was like, I was about to say, I was like, where's Ember? We haven't seen Ember Moon in quite a while. We haven't seen Ember Moon since she lost to Asuka. You're right. I think you're right on that. that. I think you're right on that. Yeah. And that was by design. <laughs> He says, sweating profusely. <laughs> it was actually. I did have a. I did have a plan for it. My plan was for Ember Moon to be out for a while, then come back and get revenge on Asuka somehow. Oh, and now you have now you have this potential interesting connection between Banks and Moon. Yes, I do have an explanation for it too. I do have like a reason why they are. Why, why, why Moon has been helping out Sasha? And yes, Moon, Moon, Moon has been the one giving Sasha all the notes and stuff. I, I legit, I was not expecting it for be Moon. I, I, I just for some reason Ember Moon was out of my brain. I thought it was gonna be like Nikki Cross or something. I was like, she's spooky. Good, uh, I made you forget about Ember Moon. Ember Moon is part werewolf, remember? So she has these mystical powers. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that. Well, I guess not in canon, but. She has you. You've in a way she is part werewolf. <laughs> I guess she does because she has red eyes. I guess. Yeah, that that's her whole gimmick, isn't it? Or was her whole gimmick, isn't it? She's like kind of werewolf or something. Yeah. 
I guess it, I guess it is implied that she's part of werewolf. Yes, I have a reason for this for Ember Moon helping out Sasha. I can't and wait. Helping Sasha get these victories and stuff, and I'm excited to reveal it. Ooh, but then that's a fucking great fatal four way: Bailey, Oscar, Banks, Ember Moon. Oh, <laughs> you love to see it. Um, next up. We have a video package that is just talking about the opener that happened last week, uh, which, of course, was that sort of announcement between Paul Heyman saying that at SummerSlam it's going to be Brock Lesnar defending his title against AJ Styles and Keith Lee. So we're sort of hyping up that match yet again. Going to be a big match. Going to be a big match, Mikey. I'm excited for it. Me too. I can't can't wait because I've been – this match, I've been setting up this match, and I've been going back and forth on who I want to win, and I'm very, I, I, like, I'm tr- still, I'm not, I, I'm still like concerned about it, but I feel like I've made a good choice, and I'm, I just want to know if I, 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 I'm nervous, is what I'm saying. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see why it's going to be a big match, but I'm excited to see how it plays out for sure. Exactly. Well, what's over happening at SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, we have a backstage segment after that Sasha Banks Candice LeRae match where we have a backstage interview with Banks about what just happened, about what the heck just happened out there. Perfect. Uh, I would love to know. Banks is coming out from the back, and the interviewers like try to follow her, but Banks completely ignores the interview, shoves the microwave, shoves the microwave, the, she keeps the microwave. She, she keeps she shoves the mic away, and the camera, and she keeps walking down the hallway. The camera follows her, and then we catch a glimpse of her meeting up with Ember Moon at the end of the hallway as the two kind of walk off frame together. But we don't hear anything. No. Okay. Okay. She shoves the microwave. She shoves away. the microwave. Mike, she shoves the microwave. The reporter's like, Hi, Sasha. Uh, I gotta... I gotta... I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's like, Hold on. I need to make a Hot Pocket. Shut up. I got some hot pockets over here. You want some? It's like, no, get out, get out of here. Get, I uh, no, I don't. I got my own microwave. Incredible. Jeez. Uh, Char- I, who are you, Charlie Caruso, Kayla Braxton? Get out, jeez, Kayla. One of one of the two. I think I, I think Raw is Charlie and SmackDown is Kayla. I don't quite remember anymore. Me, me neither. I don't watch Raw or SmackDown anymore, so I really don't remember. The reason I only think it's Charlie Caruso on Raw is because I believe they're doing a thing with Angel Garza and Charlie Caruso. Charlie Caruso, I should say. Um, well, there we go. I like it. Uh, next up on Raw, which is going to be a segment, backstage segment, where Sheamus announces that as your newest Intercontinental Champion and newest official Grand Slam Champion, he has been told that he needs an opponent for SummerSlam. Sadly, there is not a single person of my caliber that is deserving a shot at my Intercontinental Championship. However, the rumors are true. Next week, there will be a battle royal to determine a new number one contender. And whichever loser is able to squeak out a victory, well, I'll see you at SummerSlam, fella. Whoa, big moves there. Love that. Yeah, so a big uh, Intercontinental Championship number one contender battle royal next week where the winner will face Sheamus at SummerSlam. Love that. Also, mostly because I haven't done anything with Sheamus since he won the title at Backlash, but that's besides the point. (laughs) (laughs) That's besides the point, or Extreme Rules, I I should say. Uh, So I just need to do something. I need to have something. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Yes, we'll see... 
what happens. I like the big battle royal. Yes, I like it too. I already, I've already decided who's going to win, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, yeah, me too. You, you just, you're saying you have. No, I'm, excited, also... I'm excited. I'm excited to see who's going to win. Oh, I thought you were going to say you also decided who's going to win. No, I I have in my mind's eye decided who's going to win, and I put it in your mind's eye, and I influenced your decision. I re- you should write down who you think's going to win, <laughs> and then next week when I reveal it, you should reveal your answer. I'll do that after we're done recording. <laughs> no, do it right now. I want I want I want you to do it right now. Get, grab a you know, piece of. Do we, do we know who's in the battle royal, or am I just guessing? I can tell. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's in the battle royal. All right, let me know who's in the the battle royal here. Okay, this is a sneak preview for next week. I only revealing this secret top level information. You're getting. I'm getting melts over here where I'm getting this being revealed, and now Mikey's getting to choose who's you're in. The, wrestling, you're getting wrestling observed. I'm get, getting observed. So, Mikey, uh, what I'm saying next week, there's the battle royal. It's a 16 okay. man battle royal. It features. Fit features. Ready? Yep. Chad Gable, R Truth. Okay. The Miz, Elias, Daniel Bryan, John Morrison, Andrade, King Corbin, Titus O'Neil, Bo Dallas, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Eric, Ivar, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro. Awesome. Do you have a pick? Do not Uh, tell me this pick. Do not tell me this pick. I don't want to be there, but do you have an idea? I just wrote it down. You wrote it down. Yep. Should the should we should we somehow uh, get the listeners to uh, get in on this? Know what you've written down? Ne- we'll we'll reveal it next week. We'll reveal it next week. We'll, we'll we'll I'll say who I wrote down first. Okay. Next week. If you're listening to this, write down or tweet at us who you think. And I don't think there's a way for me to tell the listeners who I wrote. Actually, you know what, Ryan. Take your headphones off. Taking my headphones off. Three, two, one. Headphones gone. Okay, listeners. This is just, it's just me and you now. It's just us in this room. We don't have anything to worry about. Listen, I think King Corbin is going to get the victory in Ryan's Battle Royal next week. Headphones back on. Now you said uh, I, I thought like I heard you clearly. You said that all sixteen competitors are going to get eliminated at the same time. Yes, it's going to be a draw. <laughs> it's going to be a draw. Sheamus will be defending against nobody. Oh, man. What a, what Sheamus a... is going to, like, punch the ring and everyone's going to, like, fly out. He's going <laughs> to, like, Superman punch, like, pose. Yeah, Superman he's going to, like, pose. the superhero landing. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, there we go. That's what's happening uh, next week. little preview for everyone at home. And, you know, I hope Mikey got it right. I guess we'll find out officially next week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mikey, what's happening over at SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, we have our main event of the evening. We have Bertrand Lorcan versus Heavy Machinery versus Street Profits versus Ali and Mysterio in a ladder match for a contract to a tag team title match at SummerSlam with one nation on commentary. Okay. Big, big, big fatal four way ladder match. Yes. Got, what was it? Birch Lorkin, Ali, Ali Mysterio, Heavy Machinery. Who was the th- third or fourth one? Tree Profits. Tree Profits. Okay. Okay. Solid, solid face, face grouping here. Indeed. Okay. I like it. And 
in the end, Birch and Lorkin pick up the victory, mm. getting that contract, securing their title shot at SummerSlam. However, into my final segment, if I may. Go for it. One Nation, come off from the commentary booth and attack Birch and Lorkin. But the rest of the tag teams come to the rescue, swarm back in the ring, and get rid of One Nation. The three other teams help Birch and Lorkin to their feet, raise their hands, and give. And they each go one by one, giving their best wishes to Birch and Lorkin for their match at SummerSlam. Giving them the, the strength they need to hopefully take down One Nation. Yeah, I was about to say, it was like One Nation uh, have done a green promo as of late by saying that they're basically, you know, they are. Oh, shit, what was, this, what was the phrase we said last week? Uh, shit, shit. Oh, no, I've lost it. It's been, it's been a. It's been, we have, audience, we should, you should know. We did not record, we recorded last week's episode, I think two weeks ago, so I don't quite remember. Uh, what happened? What was it? It was like, uh, it was like, basically, like the only one nation standing. Every other nation falls, but we're the one nation standing. Something like that. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, they're, well, let me, let me, let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can go back here and look. Uh, they, they've basically defeated, Every team, I think we like we talked about Birch and Lorkin are like the only people who have not defeated them, yeah, something like or that. challenged them at the very least. So I'm excited now that Birch and Lorkin have a title shot to see if they do get it. If they don't get it, I'm also intrigued. I'm also, I mean, One Nation, I think that cements them as you know, a, a, a formidable tag team, uh, if they're able to uh, get. Victory, and when and I do want to say here real quickly, Mikey. When everyone's lifting Oni, uh, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch on the shoulders, are they when they say throwing up their hands? You really mean they're all throwing up ones and twos, right? Yeah, they're throwing, throwing it up. They're all throwing them up. Okay, perfect. I just want to be make sure that's being clear. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a solid, solid uh, segment ending. You know, having all the faces in the match so that they can have this sort of face uh, instance after the match. I think is good. Um... I like it. I like it. I kind of wish Undisputed Era was in here, but I think it it serves having the faces all in there serves the f- finish better or the finale image better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it. I'm excited for SummerSlam. Two matches, two more matches announced for SummerSlam. I like it. Yes. Okay. Well, would you like me to finish off Raw here for you, Mikey? Yes, please. I'd right. Love to hear it. Three more things happening. First up is a match. Like sort of tease at the beginning of the show, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley with Cesaro and Lana in his corner. Like we said, Alistair Black is going after every single person. Two weeks ago, he defeated Cesaro. Last week, he was pinned by Bobby Lashley in an eight-man tag match. This week, he takes on Bobby Lashley in singles competition, and Alistair Black gets the victory. Nice. So he has proven... Black absolutely destroying people, huh? He has proven himself truthful. In the sense that he has taken out both members of the LLC. Love it. Uh, it goes into the next segment, which is a backstage segment with Edge and Christian. Christian's back. Christian's haven't... back? Yes, yeah, so we haven't All seen right. him in a couple weeks since the Peep Show. But Christian's back. I don't uh, know why. The, just the name the Peep Show always makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, it's like such a 90s, early 2000s word. 
Yeah, right. It's like that's what it feels like. It feels like it's such like a nineties, early two thousands like TV show. Yeah, like it's not like it's nothing that makes sense in twenty twenty. It, it was good for it was good for the time when it, exactly. first, when it first came out. But now it's just like, all right, you, you might need a different name. Yep. I totally agree. Uh Christian's sort of wake walking up to Edge, you know, making sure he's ready, asking if he thinks he's ready. Edge confirms that he does think he's ready. Christian tells him that whatever happens out there with Rollins and Disciples, focus on the match. Don't let them distract you. You got this, Edge. You know, they hug it out. Then Edge leaves for the ring. Uh, giving, right. it, giving his friend a little pep talk. A little pep, a little pep talk. A little pep and step. I love it. Mm-hmm. Which leads into the main event, which is, of course, Edge's first match on Monday Night Raw in nine years. Uh, his right. long-awaited return where he is against Murphy, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Murphy, in a one-on-one match. The winner of this match, Mikey, again, just a reminder, will be able to add the stipulation to the SummerSlam match of Edge versus Rollins. So a lot at stake here for Edge going up against Murphy. So Edge comes out, of course, Mikey, and then Murphy comes out. Murphy comes out by himself, Mikey. Oh, I like that. Murphy's out by himself, and we get a solid match between the two until, of course, the shenanigans start. Are you ready, Mikey? Yes. During the match, Seth Rollins drags out a bloody Christian. Oh, my God. And a chair and threatens to curb stomp Christian's head into the chair if Edge doesn't let himself get pinned. Reenacting the exact same thing that he was doing to Edge on the Peep Show those many years ago, but this time to a bloody Christian, to his friend, uh, demanding that Edge uh, lies down for Murphy. Dang. So, of course, Edge, visibly concerned for his friend, looked towards Christian, then back at Murphy, and he decides to get on the ground to be pinned. Wow. Murphy goes to pin him, but then at the last second, Edge rolls him up. One, two, three, gets the win. All right. Edge immediately rolls out of the ring to run over to help Christian before Rollins can do his task. But Dave Mastiff, the big brute, cuts him off. I I figured that might happen. And Rollins slams Christian's head into the steel chair. Edge wins, but at what cost? Rollins and Disciples leave Edge to the massacre that has happened here. Jesus. And that is the close of Monday Night Raw. Mikey, thoughts? What a Raw. Holy crap. That ending was wild. Yeah. (laughs) I like Edge winning, but it having a price. Yes. Yes, some solid, some solid storytelling over here. Is that Jesus. he wins, but at what cost? At what cost? What do you? How do you feel about Edge doing that? You know, not, not I, just sitting down and getting the pin. I think it's what Christian would have wanted. Yeah, I say as if he just died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think I think I think it's probably what Christian like if 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 Christian was like conscious during that or like talking, I'm sure he would have been like, just just win edge. I got this. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he seems like that kind of guy. 
Yeah, I mean, also, Ed- Edge knows his friend. They've been through hell and back before, so. Yeah. He's... Christian has taken it. Christian has taken and given a few concertos. I'm sure he'd be fine. I'm sure. Because <laughs> if you know how to give concertos, you know how to take concertos. <laughs> 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 to properly to properly execute a concerto, Edge and Christian had to get concertoed yeah. consecutively a bunch of times in a row to make sure they know how it hurts the most. Oh, what hurts the most <laughs> is getting concertoed. Okay, yeah. Um Yeah, so there we go. Christian, the uh 46-year-old gets uh knocked out by Rollins. Jesus. So yeah, and, and that of course leaves the question about what's happening at SummerSlam now. Edge can now choose the uh, stipulation. Rollins, nice. Rollins failed, but in some ways won. Edge won, but in some ways failed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Rollins failed exactly. Well, he lost out on being able to choose the stipulation of the match. Well, Murphy lost out on the stipulation. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, so there we go. That is the main event of Raw. That was the full card of Raw. Just giving you the rundown real quick. It opened up with the Bloodline versus R-Truth and the Two Fly Guys. Truth and the Two Fly Guys getting the win. Aleister Black interview with Aleister Black basically saying, hey, look, I'm going to tear down your house piece by piece, Roman, before I come get you and pull you out. Then we have Andrade and John Morrison defeating Brian and Gable, the newly christened Chad Gable. Backstage interview of Lucha House Party announcing that their title match against the Disciples is happening next week. Uh, then we have Baszler defeating Jax, who uh, threatens Bliss, but before she can do that properly, Naomi and Belair stop her. Video package talking about the Triple Threat SummerSlam match next uh, at SummerSlam. Then we got the announcement of the number one contenders Battle Royal for the Intercontinental Championship next week by Sheamus. Then we have Aleister Black defeating Bobby Lashley. The backstage segment with Edge and Christian. And then Edge and Murphy with a horrific finale. Mikey, what? just give a quick rundown of SmackDown. Hit us. Quick rundown of SmackDown. I got Randy Orton coming to the ring for the show opener, surrounded by security, basically just trying to tell uh, Drew McIntyre that he's not scared and that the Viper will strike again when the Hunter becomes the Hunted. Then match one, we have Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole with Adam Cole picking up the victory with the help of Fish and O'Reilly. But afterwards, Owens challenges Adam Cole to a steel cage match with his career on the line at SummerSlam, to which Cole accepts. Then we have a backstage interview with Roger Strong, Ruby Riot about their challenges to Bailey and Pete Dunne. Uh, Riot says that the Undisputed Era is going to take over SmackDown and take every title. And Pete Dunne and Bailey both have a little bit of an issue with that, so they come and challenge them to a mixed tag match next week between the champs and the challengers. Uh, and then we have match number two with Piper Niven versus the Iconics in a handicap match with Piper Niven picking up the victory. After that, we have Sami Zayn's beach episode. I love it. <laughs> with the Money in the Bank briefcase, basically just warning everyone he's still here and he still has it and he's still a threat. After that, we have match three between Sasha Banks and Candice LeRae, where Sasha Banks picks up the victory. And then after that, it is revealed that Ember Moon was the one writing Sasha Banks all the letters, and she takes out Asuka, who came to the ring after the match to beat up Banks. After that, we have a backstage interview with Sasha Banks about what just happened. Sasha ignores them, and we see her meeting up with Ember Moon. Our match number four is Birch, our main event, match number four, Birch and Lorcan versus Heavy Machinery versus Street Profits versus Ali and Mysterio in a ladder match for the title, for the tag team title match contract at SummerSlam, in which Birch and Lorcan pick up the victory. And then after that, one after that, 
match in which Birch and Lurkin win. One Nation come out and attack Birch and Lurkin, but the rest of the tag teams come to their rescue, hold them up. Everyone throws up a one or a two. Everyone throws them up and wishes their best luck, the best of luck to Birch and Lurkin come SummerSlam. I did miss all of that, Mikey, uh, because my cat, during the middle of your conversation, attacked me, basically. I saw that. Yeah, he was, uh, I got, like, strings in the hoodie I'm wearing, so he just came up and started thwatting at them. And uh, so I missed it all. So you're going to have to repeat it all for me, if you don't mind, uh, real quickly. <laughs> but even more intense. Uh, no, I mean, and, and that's that's the show, folks. So that's basically, if you liked Raw, if you liked SmackDown, you can go on Twitter, at HitTheBooksPod, and vote into which show you liked more. But we're not done just yet. Uh, the show is not done yet just yet, Mikey. Neither is your SmackDown, because yeah. you did lose the poll last week, which means this week we're going to hit the randomizer. I'm going to hit the randomizer on you to see what sort of action happens and changes your show's lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, of course, voted on by the fans. So, Mikey, yes. are you ready to be randomized? As ready as I'll ever be. Yes, you can't really fully be prepared for the randomizer, but uh, it's it's coming, for just like MVP. Jude, quit it. Jude, stab it. Stab it, bud. <laughs> He's just trying to eat my microphone cable at this point. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, no. It's not the... Okay, it's not the worst thing, but it's pretty bad. (laughs) Oh, no. I am with you, too. The randomizer has spoken, and this is why booking matters, folks, because bad things can happen. Oh, no. And why if, if you like Mikey's SmackDown, why you should vote for it. If you like Raw, you should vote for it, because the randomizer has chosen. Hopefully, you have insurance... Oh, no. Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt. Then a D20 plus 10 to see how many weeks they're out. Jesus Christ. A huge injury. A... I already already have someone on the bench for so... I still have Sonya Deville out for so long. Sonya Deville's still gone. She's injured for... For 25 weeks. Yeah. Dawkins is out technically, right? He had that nagging injury and he was used. No, that was that was weeks ago. That was a couple weeks ago he got used. He's back from that already. Okay, good, good, good. I used, him in a, uh, I used him in a hardcore. I used him in the ladder match at Extreme Rules. That's right. That's Gave right. him his week to recover and now he's fine again. That is right. Uh, but yes, so not looking good, Mikey, because you have a lot of people in your roster. That uh, are involved in some sort of match at SummerSlam. Almost all of them. Uh, I, I think currently Niven and Iconics aren't involved, but you've you've had pitches for Niven. Well, <laughs> uh, Candice LeRae and Banks aren't involved currently, and then yeah. you know you have uh, well, <laughs> you have the rest of that uh, ladder match. You know, Heavy Machinery, Street Profits. Ali, Ali and Mysterio involved, which right, well, I guess you have to hope for one of them to get hit. Uh, yeah, let's see what goes on, I guess. So you have 15 people wrestling, Mikey. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll a D15. We're going to find out who gets injured. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, uh... <laughs> I got an eight. 
There's Owens is one. Cole is two. Niven is three. Iconics are four and five. Banks is six. Candice Ray is seven. Eight is Birch. Of course it is. Danny Birch. Of course it is. The guy who had a title match coming up. Of course it is. Danny Birch. set up for the One Nation title match. Ugh. And now it's going to be, I'm going to roll D20 plus 10 to and see. Birch is out for a while. At least. God damn it, Danny Birch. God damn it, randomizer. <laughs> I feel so bad because I love you, Mikey, but also I know how much this hurts and just ensures more victories for me. In a way, we've we talked about this, and maybe there's a discussion to be had eventually about this, maybe after SummerSlam. But I remember we talking about it where we decided that the loser gets hit with the randomizer to sort of pursue the idea of of you have to book well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is also the way... You know that card game back in the day that it's called... Um, it's like called like communism or like... No. Like it, it's like a card game where basically you do like a round and whoever wins they get to make the rule like make a new rule and the rules are stackable for each round. Jesus, it's just it, yeah. It, it basically just starts snowballing once I keep getting hit with the randomizer because it keeps messing up my card, which keeps making you win. So yeah, like a few randomizer losses in a row just snowballs is what I think you're saying. Yes, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Is you got a little bit of a snowball effect because it's now it now hurts your SummerSlam card definitely. And all future cards. Yeah, you think? Uh, Mikey, I ha- I wrote it a while ago before I started this tangent. You want to know how long Danny Birch is out? I guess. I rolled a, yeah, I, I rolled a D20, and the answer was 20. Of course it was. Plus 10, Danny Birch out for 30 weeks. <laughs> well, Lorcan is going to either need to find a new tag partner, or I'm going to need to figure out a new title match. <laughs> I'll give you this, Mikey. I'll give you a quick, quick option here. Uh, Birch and Lorkin. Birch gets injured, obviously, during this match. I'll give you the option to call the audible and potentially change the winner. Seeing that, you know, it probably could happen. Where, like, oh, Birch got injured. Unless he gets injured right at the very ending of the match. You know, there's the possibility that they could change the call. Do you want to change the ending of your Fatal 4-Way to have a new winner? No. No? No. I I like it the way it is. I like Birch and Lorcan still winning, even though Birch gets injured. I, have an, I think I have somewhat of an idea to get out of this for next week. Um... Yeah, you have one week to figure out how to fix this before. <laughs> yeah, I think I have an idea how to get out of it. And that, <laughs> this is going to sound dumb, but them being injured kind of gets me a little more screen time next week on how to figure it out and gives me a match and a segment. That's potentially true. You have one week to so, figure it out. And there's also something to say that, like, One Nation, uh, you know, if someone wins it and One Nation's like, not worried at all you know we just we just beat you <laughs> like you know we'll just beat you again mm-hmm. okay just to tell you mikey i counted up for you the 
The return date for Danny Birch is March 12th. Jesus Christ. 2021. It's not even September yet. <laughs> God damn. Danny Birch returns. Writing it writing it in here. Yeah, so uh Danny Birch is gone. Get ready for that singles run, baby. Only yeah, only lurking get ready for that singles run. Going for the US title, baby. Man, Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, hold on. That's also not bad, though. Wait, we might have something. <laughs> we might have something. When is uh, WrestleMania? What do we got? 37? Is that the next one? I think it is 37. Yes, 37. WrestleMania 37 is March 28th. Why is WrestleMania March 28th next year? Why, well, the way. That is... If it even happens next year, because this freaking shit won't go away. That's true. That would be... Danny Burch returns like two weeks before WrestleMania. Jesus. That's how long. <laughs> That's how long he's out. Oy, oy, oy. Well, I'm sorry to do it to you, Mikey, but... You know you're not. <laughs> there is part of me... There is part of me that loves you and doesn't want to see you in pain. But there's another part of me that's like, yes. Yes. You more power. More strength. There we go. Danny Birch is out of action for the next 30 weeks. Missing his title match opportunity at SummerSlam. Mikey having to figure out some sort of audible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of an audible I'm going to have to figure out here. A little bit of a sad ending here, just like my version of Raw, which, of course, if you liked my version of Raw, go over to at Hit the Books Pod and vote in the poll that's pinned there on that tweet, on that Twitter account, pinned at the top of the profile. Uh, you can vote right then and there and say, whose card was better? Was it my Raw? Was it Mikey SmackDown? Uh, there's a lot of things, kind of both shows, that I greatly enjoy, and we'll. I can't wait to see what happens moving forward, especially for Mikey. He's got plans next week. I'm excited to see him bring it. Um, so uh, yeah, so go to Twitter at the Books Pod and vote in those polls to see to say whose card you liked better. Uh, all the more reasons, sort of things that make sure you vote because uh, if you really liked Sm- Mikey SmackDown last week. You really could have used those votes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Everyone, everyone voted on the better card. That's fine. I understand. Subscribe to this podcast for more every single week. Of course, we'll have a Friday episode of Hit the Books, but also every Monday we have our sister show, Wrestling with Statistics. We sort of reveal our favorite matches, review our favorite matches from the previous week, one or two matches, and sort of break them down stats-wise. That's hosted by me and Craig from ProWrestlingMusings.com. So go check that out every Monday. And if you like this show or wrestling statistics or everything we do here, you can go to iTunes and leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, you know, it's like one of those things we go to Yelp and like people, you know, if they have a good experience, they don't really rate it five stars. And iTunes rating something five stars is way more important. Um, I guess rating things five stars is also hugely important, but we would greatly appreciate it if you go, do take out the time out of your day 
take like the minute out of your day to just drop a five star on it. You don't necessarily have to even write a review, but we greatly appreciate any notes or comments you have, but it will also help our show at large if you can leave a five star review. So yes, with that being said, Mikey, anything else to plug? Uh, Well, Ryan, I think that's about it. I think you covered it pretty well. I think I did. I think I might've. Uh, Yes. So, uh, I will say, oh, I will. Should, I should, maybe I should talk about this just to close out. Um, we're going to do our best moving forward, folks, on content for Hit the Books and everything else moving forward. I am going to be quarantined for the next six. Whoa, my microphone stand just fell out of my desk. <laughs> oh, God. That... It, was not, it was not a fan of the bad news you're giving. No. And it's not even that bad of news, but it terrified me. Shove that back in. Jesus Christ, it terrified me. Well, anyways, folks, what I was going to say is we're going to do our best. Uh, I'm going to do my best to make sure we have content uh, coming out from my end in the next several weeks. I'm going to be working on something, working on a show. Um, you know, I, I work in the film business in my, in my normal life. So I'm going to be working on a show, and they're doing things that are quarantine safe, like testing and face mask and gloves. Uh, and quarantining me in a hotel. So I will be quarantining the hotel for the next six weeks. Um, so I, I'm going to be in the hotel basically by myself. So I'm probably going to be bringing my, com- I'm going to be bringing my computer and my podcast equipment, but of course, you know, hotel Wi-Fi and all that. So we'll sort of see how that all goes. Um, yeah. but you know, it ends also, you know, timing wise, I'll also technically be working 10 hours, 10 hours a day for five days. So we're going to do our best to put out more content and make sure it comes out on time for you. But I uh, just want to post that just in case there's a little delay or a little hiccup every once in a while for the next six weeks. Uh, but yeah, I guess just anything, you know, hope for the best for me, Mikey and folks at home, you know, it's a little My friend it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's a, it's the first film job I've had since the pandemic started. So it's a little, little nervous, you know, just a little nervous about it all, but uh, I'm for the and most part uh, not. I'm, I'm for the most part, I'm. I get what what. It, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll be just fine. I'm sure I'll be that's fine. The thing I'm I think I'm hating most right now, Mikey, is the quarantining for six weeks, like being in a hotel room by myself for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of uh upsetting to me. But hey, if it means I don't get COVID, uh, and it means I'm getting paid, then uh, I guess that's cool. I'll take it. I guess I'll take it. But uh, until then, until next time, uh, for Mikey, I have been your Ryan Knightsey, uh, who is going to be quarantining for six weeks. I am poop boy. Uh, so until then, folks, until next week, uh, for Mikey, I've been Ryan. We've got two words for ya. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.